So uh, tonight we're gonna be talking about what do you do with anxiety? And so uh, let's just do a little opener tonight. I, I got a question for you, Dustin, and for everyone who's, who's with us in the chat on Instagram or on Facebook. So you're, you're on a, a cross country road trip. You're, you're driving so far, but the car is on empty and like you can no longer feel your lower extremities. You pull off at a gas station. What do you grab at the gas station mini mart to recharge, you know, to, to refuel? And this is, uh, this was every weekend of my life in college. <laughs> I would go from Santa Rosa down to Fillmore and I would go at these awful times. So I'd miss all the traffic. You're and talking so could, Santa Rosa, like Northern California, Santa Rosa. Northern California, seven and a half hours away. Oh my gosh, dude. And so I can remember around two in the morning one time. Uh, pulling into this gas station that looked like a horror murder film because there was like an empty cop car. No one was there, but um, I just went to the one across the street and I got coffee, which is always needed, like this bowl right. of coffee right. that has an absurd amount of caffeine, a Red Bull, and jerky. What else do you need? A coffee and Red Bull? Coffee, Red Bull, jerky. Two in the morning. I'm already <laughs> falling asleep. The windows have been down. I'm listening to uh Nia Twain yeah is Nia Twain You're man like, I feel yeah that's just, or was it Dixie Chicks I don't yeah, know they're just the chicks now that's the oh, oh okay. <laughs> sorry I don't know that's, sorry I don't know political correctness yeah. or, what about but, you what are you what are you getting did, did you post this one in the chat I, uh, I did okay cool uh I guess I should update this uh this is a iPad from like uh 2013 so I don't know if I need to upgrade it or update it, something like that. But uh, for me, uh, if I'm going to, on a long trip, gas station, mini mart, recharge, it's Gatorade. I, I got it, you know, from, I don't know why, but um, I guess when we were, we were kids, we'd drive out to Lake Powell and it was this long drive through the desert and we'd stop it at a couple of different gas stations along the way. And I'd always grab a Gatorade. Right? So just got to keep hydrated. But then like 10 minutes later, I have to use the bathroom. So it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's like a lose or it's a win lose, I guess. But yeah. Probably just Gatorade. What What do the people in the chat have have to say? Well, do you want to look on Instagram and I can look on on Facebook? Yes. All right. Right now on Instagram, we don't have a lot of. Oh, nobody. <laughs> Everyone left. Huh? Everybody left. Like, forget this. Uh, <laughs> well, well, let me know if there's someone there. I will. I'll keep an eye on it. Jim Rushing says an ice cream sandwich. Always good. How about Mr. Ed's? All right. Is Mr. Ed's, I think, with a cookie. Um, my mom says the key to the bathroom is what I'd grab first. Yeah. Oh, Jim clarifies vanilla. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Man, my own heart. Raquel says a cliff bar or fruits and some mineral water. All right. Tara uh, says sparkling water. And Chris says Reed's cinnamon candy. I don't even know what that is. Cinnamon candy is wonderful because it's like sort of spicy, so it'll keep you awake. I like his thinking on that. All right. <laughs> Nothing in the Instagram, huh? No, this, the people are just, they can't believe we're live on it, so they're probably in awe. What is this technology? Yeah. What is this? All right. Well, um, if at any time you feel like you need to recharge, just tell us what, what you need to be recharged with tonight. Uh, no. uh, put it in the chat but uh we're gonna just talk a little bit tonight as we continue with psalms we're gonna explore what's called a, a traveling psalm it's a, a collection of psalms from 
Psalm 120 to Psalm 134 called the, the songs of ascent, like songs that the ancient Israelite people would sing as they trekked up to Jerusalem to celebrate uh, the three annual festivals. So these songs, they, they may have been ways to prepare the travelers' hearts for worship. Because, you know, like on a, a long road trip, a, a good song can help pass the time, like Dustin and Shania Twain. And, and I guess they're not the Dixie Chicks, just the Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> but like this psalm uses an, an imagery, imagery of a, a journey. A uh, person setting out on a road that's full of uncertainty and, and danger because, you know, any road, uh, no matter how safe it might be, can like in a moment's time turn uncertain and dangerous. Like take, for instance, maybe if we apply the, the metaphor to life, uh, the Ironman athlete who gets lung cancer. Strange, right? Like life just switches like that. Or how about like the, the valedictorian who flunks out of grad school or maybe uh, Maybe like the average Joe whose average life of certainty and safety just gets flipped upside down by a, a global pandemic. Psalm 121 here is, is a psalm for anybody, anyone who's ever faced challenges or obstacles or just, you know, plain old life. And tonight, as we're going to go through it, uh, we're going to go through it step by step because it's a traveling psalm, but we're going to explore this question, what do you do? with anxiety. Now, like a uh, disclaimer, we are not doctors. Um, we also believe that like things like depression can uh, at certain times be a chemical imbalance and perhaps be medically, medically treated in, in different ways with prescription, whatever it may be. I don't know. We're not doctors, but we're just going to hopefully give some prayerful advice um, on what we see in Psalm 121 about anxiety and, and uh, how that can help or how we can help address that. What, what do you think? Any, anything you want to add to that disclaimer yeah. right there? Well, aren't you going to be a doctor? Isn't this so? <laughs> yeah, not that kind of doctor. I'm not going to get paid anything. I was that, making that. my appointment already. Yeah, yeah. this is a, a very real thing that we're going to be talking about. And what Jeremy's trying to say, we're by no means experts, but we have a someone that we look to that is a, the ultimate physician and expert. So that's kind of this. This is going to be an encouragement to help in any way possible with some things that we've been through and things that you may be going through right now. So you may actually be one of the people helping someone else listening, if you're able to share something that's uh, a breakthrough for you uh, in your own life. Awesome. So uh, then how, how would you define anxiety, Dustin? And, and why is it a struggle for so many? And, and I want to hear from the people in the chat as well. How would you define anxiety? Why is it a struggle for so many? Yeah, anxiety. Um, hold on, I'm getting really nervous that you asked this question. So that's why anxiety deals with a nervousness. Um, it's this feeling of uncertainty. That's one of the keys when I was researching this that came away from. Uh, it's the uncertainty of the unknown that we deal with. You worry about things that are usually out of your control uh, and you don't know how to handle those emotions because it's something brand new. Uh, the struggle then is hard to sum up because we don't have the words because we've never been in this situation or sometimes we've been in it too often where we don't know how to, how to get out of it. And so. I believe this case goes person to person. Everyone handles anxiety differently. Uh, so it's hard to sum it up, but it's usually from a traumatic event. Sometimes uh, they experience some point in their lives. Now, when they face those same situations, it causes a sense of panic, uh, loss of control. And many feel this way because uh, we face so many different options in our own lives. Uh, and it's, it's a struggle because we don't know how to deal with it all the time. It's, it's brand new to some people. 
And when we're facing an obstacle and we don't have the answers, sometimes the easiest thing to do or what we're used to is just to hit the panic button because we like to be in control so much. What yeah. do you think? I, I think that was good. <laughs> is that like, was that straight from WebMD? Were you just like reading the lines of WebMD? Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> no, man, that was great. I, I, I don't know. I think that, that you put it beautifully. I, I like what uh, Chris Winnikin said. He said, uh, being overwhelmed trying to control everything. Yeah. Yep. I, I think we get real anxious when we things are just out of control, right? Uh, Jim Rushing said, uncontrollable worry, usually not based on real circumstances. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think there's like varying degrees of, of anxiety. There's like the panic attack anxiety, like, like the clinical diagnosis disorder but then I, I think there's also just like maybe just general anxiety that you face when before a big test or before whatever it may be like a, a challenge that you're facing in life right yeah um, but not to disc discount or discredit either one of those but um as we look at, at psalm 121 we're going to see both like the source and assurance for help with with anxiety so let, let's get to it psalm 121 the source of help. We're going to be sharing this on the Facebook. Uh, unfortunately, you won't see it on Instagram, at least the PowerPoint, but you can listen to the verses. Here it comes with Psalm 121 verses 1 through 2. The psalmist says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So it's a, it's a really common uh, psalm. You've heard it time and time again. Uh, I look up to the mountains or maybe like I, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. And in my life, when I think about mountains, I think they're, they're fast. They are immovable in nature. And sometimes they just make me feel ant-like. I don't know if you've ever been to like Yosemite Valley National Park and, and you stand there and the mountains just tower over you. But I, I think the way that I've read Psalm 121 is to assume that these mountains here should be interpreted negatively, like they represent something dangerous or treacherous, something other than God, or even I've heard it interpreted like representing places where the, the pagan or false gods of, of the foreign uh, uh, people surrounding uh, the Israelites will worship. Uh, it's actually the way that the message paraphrase puts it. Like I, I look up to the mountains as my strength come from the mountains. No, my strength comes from God. But I just learned this week, like what if there's a different way of interpreting this? Because I, I, I checked it out in Hebrew, this action of lifting the eyes, it, it's this expression, it actually implies looking at something longingly, like you really desire that rather than looking upon something with dread or looking up to something with dread. And I think if we were to understand the mountains in this way, these mountains refer to Zion, God's dwelling place or Jerusalem. So instead of, I look up to the mountains, does my help come from there? No. What if the answer is actually yes? Mm -hmm. Yes, it actually does. And then you, you follow that up with, with verse two, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. If we interpret in this way, I know I'm talking a lot, but this is just the last little bit right here. I think if we interpret it in this way, it's a major confession of faith in God, like looking to the mountains, because that is where my help comes from. Even in anxiety, even in uncertainty and danger, help comes from God, the maker of the mountains, heaven, earth, all of it. It's a confession that's altogether necessary. 
because you know like this journey that we're all on is filled with uncertainty and danger flat tires speeding tickets sickness accidents robbery whatever it may be but if my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth that might just change everything so as i catch my breath uh i know i, I talked a lot there but i, I want to address this question uh what what are some things that make you anxious and how do you cope with them how can looking to god be a value and how do you actually do that so let's uh let's pose that question to our friends in the chat but dustin what do you think about that uh, when i think about being anxious it, it like i was saying it brings a whole flood of emotions forward uh one of the keys that i had to deal with at a Pretty much my younger adult journey was financial stress and i know a lot of people have to deal with that that's that's definitely an unknown um and it's how we we deal with that there are times after my restaurant closed and i couldn't find another job that i would go to the supermarket and i wouldn't be for sure knowing that that would go through on my uh, debit card. And so I wouldn't even know if I had enough limit on my credit card. So that would cause an anxiety. It's, a, it's this fear, like what, what happens if it doesn't go through what, and then what, then I, I'm worried what other people think I'm working about all these different feelings that came up from that one instance. Um, I'm also thinking about all the different times in life where I second guessed myself. Um, because when you step up to something new and unknown where you may not feel comfortable, you are nervous. What if I'm not good enough? What, what if I fall on my face? What if I thought that this was supposed to be this for the rest of my life, but I was completely wrong. Um, and we, we deal with all these emotions. So uh, pretty much anything can make us anxious if we think about them too much. Uh, but my personal ways to cope with them um, is I began to, if it was something in a workforce that I was really nervous, I used to, to be in restaurants and, you know, you're, you're worrying about having enough food, uh, worrying about the, the staff. Did you schedule correctly? Are you cooking everything that's not going to make people sick? And that could get overwhelming at times, but I began to trust in my skill set. And also I would later learn it's how God equipped me for certain things, how to deal with these situations. Um, so I began to stop worrying about certain things and then believing that I was able to move past these moments. Um, and as my faith grew, it actually taught me to look at God more often, uh, in these situations. Yeah. I love it, man. Like how, how do you actually do that? That last part right there. How, like, how do you look to God in a, a situation? Cause we're talking about, I look up to the mountain for my help. Mm -hmm. from God. Like, how do you actually look to God? Uh, learn who he is. That was the biggest thing for me because yes, we read about God. We can read these verses, but until we actually get to know who he is um, and we're going to get further into that in this talk, um, I have to search for him, get to know him and look to him personally because I can't continue looking in the mirror and try to solve all these problems. I had to look somewhere else. So that was actually like my last resort is I don't know where else to turn um i'm getting anxious i'm getting nervous i don't know if i believe in myself oh i've read about this person that actually is there for me and believes in me so you know what why don't i say why don't you handle this god and it seems so simple like okay i need your help in this i need your assistance can you guide me can you build me up it's like i simply opened my mouth and hoped for the best 
and it actually got he answers those calls so like if i'm hearing if i'm hearing you correctly it sounds like it's like a cognitive thing something that is in your mind that you that you do but it's also like a physical soul like um letting go and releasing of something to to god yeah all the above yeah <laughs> no it is it, it's a, you have to get it mentally you have to internalize it and then you it's a physical thing like we can say we're going to do something like we can actually do an action but yeah. until we release it from our minds at the same time to actually power through like put the words out it's all blended together so i think you you summed it up really well nice uh, let's uh, let's check in with our, our friends in the chat. Um, do you want to read the Facebook one? I know you've been talking a lot, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I can read a couple. So we're we're asking about uh, some of the things that make them anxious, how they deal with it. Jim says public speaking, which is number one on on everything for anxiousness. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the number one like greatest fear that people have. People would rather die than than speak publicly. Yeah, so. We, we got a leg up right now. This is, <laughs> <laughs> is this publicly, I guess. So. Um, Instagram and Facebook. This is like double public. Yeah. Our, our worship leader at Journey to Church, uh, Tara Kay, says uh, she stops and prays. And if I can cast it all on him, I know I don't have to worry. It changes my perspective. And I am reminded that he will take care of me through any circumstance. Preach. Um, Elizabeth talks about second guessing uh, herself. That's something I'm very common with. Uh, Chris talks about meditation, quiet time. I'm guessing that takes away his anxiousness. And Raquel is talking about identity and being willing to accept what is making me anxious. Even if it's embarrassing, dumb, or really serious, accepting that I don't have control over everything and that whatever ends up happening, God is still good, even if I don't feel it. Uh, maybe she should have been on this panel because that was really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we got, we got a couple more. Uh, Jim says, I don't have anywhere near the anxiety I used to deal with. I truly think it's been relieved by God. And that's important to hear in the chat because people need to be able to see that and experience that, um, to see that God does work through people in that, in that way. And he can help relieve some of this pressure at the time. So. Awesome. Well, thank you all for sharing. We really appreciate that. Anything on Instagram? Uh, John John waved at us. Nice. All right. Good. Thanks, John John. Uh, well, let's uh, let's continue on here with uh, another section of Psalm one twenty one verses three through four. Stumbling to stable, Dustin. You're gonna you're yeah. gonna take us through this one, right? All right. That's right. All right. So he will not let you stumble. And this is an important promise. I want to stop us right there in this text. Um, imagine this traveler, because that's what we're going through, is this, this traveling. That's why we're on a road trip and we're stopping to get snacks. Um, so we're on this journey on foot and we are going on this journey to Jerusalem, having to walk over this dangerous terrain. There's rocks, there's everything all over the place. Uh, but how reassuring is it to know that whatever path we are about to take Whatever direction we are moving in, in our own lives, we are moving with him and he will not let you fall. How amazing that is on any journey that we take, knowing that he will not let us stumble, he will not let us fall. So that gives us confidence moving forward and whatever we're going to face. As we go on, it's the one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. 
And that is reassuring because God is attentive to the needs and worries of his people. Uh, go back to when you were a kid. You might have felt nervous being in this dark room. It's bedtime, whatever time your parents put you to, to sleep. It's, it's dark. It's You're not sure if you remember that random object over in the corner anymore. Uh, but you put your head down and you began to feel a little more at ease knowing that there was a parent or a guardian on the other side of that wall that was ready to help out in whatever situation. There was someone there to protect you. Um, and usually parents don't fall asleep right away when you put your kids to bed. We, we know that we wait a couple hours at least. So we know that someone's there up ready to protect us. Um, there are times in life that we simply need to know that someone else is there and how important and reassuring to know that we have someone there every single moment. Uh, someone's watching over you and he doesn't slumber. He doesn't take a day off. Uh, he's there constantly always for you that even in the most dire and anxious situations in our lives where our anxiety is triggered by a stressful job or this work environment that you were talking about earlier, a home life, whether we're traveling to a place is unknown, this trauma, medical conditions. And I think that's key for people listening. I know so many people have anxiety over this medical uh, prognosis that they don't know what's going to happen. It's all in God's hands, but God remains attentive and keeps watch all the time, not occasionally, all the time. So if you were listening to this and any of that resonated with you right now, just take a deep breath and let it out because uh, you don't have to carry it all on your own. There is a God there who's not going to let you stumble, who's watching over to you, and he never ever takes a 10 minute break that's required by the government. Just... <laughs> is this true? Wow. Yeah. So uh, how, how has God kept you from stumbling? Here we, we see like, he will not let you stumble. That's the first part of, of this uh, verse three. How has God kept you from stumbling? Let me put this in the, I want to hear people's answers to this. So I'm going to put it in the chat too. Okay. Should, I, should I ask the next question too? Sure. Uh, like how, how does knowing that God remains attentive, like he doesn't slumber or sleep how, and that he keeps continual watch, how does that affect your anxiety? Knowing yeah. like, all that stuff you, you said, all that great stuff about God being aware and attentive. So how has God kept you from stumbling? And then how does knowing that God remains attentive, like affect your anxiety? Grab this hold on. We're having a slight oh. difficulty with Facebook. Oh, they are they trying to shut us off again? Yeah, really, man. Well, we're we're just, still live. I'm I'm with yeah. you. I'm just pulling oh. it up right now, everybody. This is <laughs> maybe it's just your internet, bro. No, it was uh, I got new internet. I upload upgraded it. Uploaded it. <laughs> uploaded it. Your new internet on this internet thing. Okay, all right, we're back. All right. So, <laughs> how does God stop me from stumbling? Well, He's uh, helped me show in. Yeah. Oh, man. I got a new internet. Okay. <laughs> okay. This, this is a struggle. This is causing me. See, this was a test to see if I was going to get nervous or anxiety. Uh, he's kept me from stumbling by believing in myself and believing in him, which that means is he's helped show me that I can do things I never imagined possible. And like we're saying, when we release these feelings, and that means speaking it and believing it, then we're actually able to put it into play. Uh, I'm past this state of worry now. I'm past this state 
of stress because he's shown me just how much I'm capable of doing with him and learning from him. So it's a, it's a big key learning who he is and learning what I can do through him. So it's, it's kept me from stumbling a lot. I think for me, um, I think the people around me, uh, that God has mm. have really helped me, um, you know, if you are stumbling too, um, they, they help you help lift you up, help hold you. If you think about it, if you're on a long journey, especially by foot, like the people beside you uh, are really the ones who, who can help in, in profound ways. Mm. Uh, let's check in with our friends here. We see a couple answers on, on, uh, Facebook, Instagram's not, not loving us tonight. We got no love oh. Instagram, dude. Man. That's okay. Yeah. Um, we have some shares. Uh, Jim is saying it's a shame so many people that are struggling with their anxiety and worry are not logged on to hear this message. Only uh, a certain amount saying that God can speak to so many people. So Jim's helping us with our message to broadcast this all oh, yeah. over. Because yeah, we should tell you. Should we so say many- that? Sorry, I keep interrupting yeah. <laughs> We forgot to tell people to share this. If you think this is important or if you, you feel like there is uh, something of value, share it. Uh, click the share button on your Facebook. Yeah. There we go. There's your advertisement. Nice. So thank you for doing that, Jim. It's true. There's a lot of people struggling with this. And that's one of the things is the, the more that we voice what's happened in our lives and more that we voice who God is and are able to hear this is more people that can get affected for the better and God can go to work. Um, Diane said, I get peace when it doesn't make sense and I should be anxious. I love that sense of peace. Uh, we're going to get to that in a little bit. And Elizabeth talks, uh, he's brought me out of my old self and now I know I could not do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. He's always there. I love it. Yeah. Let's continue um, with verses five and six and Psalm 121. Here we go. It says, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protector. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. So for any traveler, you know, traveling by, by foot, the uh, hot sun is a real problem. We get that. Like the sun, is, I mean, it's been hot lately here in, in sunny Southern California and Camarillo. I, th- I heard about like temperatures being broken, like records uh, being broken that have been set for years and years. But like you could suffer dehydration, heat exhaustion, heat stroke, you name it. But especially under the, the blazing Palestinian sun. But what we see here is that God watches over you, that the Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day. I think we can see this isn't really talking about like UV rays and, and the need to wear sunscreen, but it's, it's more of a metaphor, I think, of the harmful forces of the day. But like, as I look at this, like what's up with this bit about nor will the moon harm you at night? I, that's that's weird right like how can the moon harm you uh, i think maybe like gravitational forces or something but what's interesting is that there was an, an ancient primitive belief that the moon's light was thought to be dangerous like it, it could have an adverse effect on people's minds and, and actually according to uh, mesopotamian thought the moon could cause diseases actually like leprosy or fever or lunacy and what's even really more interesting is that the English word lunatic actually comes from the Latin word for moon, which is luna. 
And, and it sounds know. wild. What's that? The more you know. I know, seriously. It sounds wild, right? But like, I think about our English word moonstruck. You know, you ever heard that expression before? Moonstruck? In, in Matthew, in Matthew's gospel, in, in uh, it's chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus heals a bunch of people. One of those individuals is an epileptic. And the Greek, actually, for that epileptic, what we see translated as epileptic, is selenizomai, which is essentially, when you translate it, someone who's moonstruck or acting like a, a lunatic. Literally, someone who is supposedly controlled by the moon rather than reason. It seems wild, you know, crazy, right? But in the ancient world, there was some thought that the moon could actually harm you. And, well, in any case, uh, I think we read this verse and we realize like God protects from the heat of the sun and the dangers of darkness all day, all night, full circle. I know like you're a night owl, Dustin, but like, do you tend to worry more at night? And if so, like, what about? And then uh, I'll follow it up with another question. Like, what steps um, could you take to meet that anxiety? Um, How late do you stay up, by the way? I'm trying to see if we eclipse one another. Like I'm up with Etta at one time in the morning and you're just going to bed, you know? It really depends on the type of day it was. Okay. And then also depends what show I'm watching. So right now I'm watching Yellowstone. So I stay up a little bit later and uh, Sawyer got a video game for his birthday where you get- Sawyer to got make... a video game. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to make these courses and then you get to play them. So I've been making courses for them. So maybe uh, two in the morning. Is that? That's like your average. Average is like one. But if it's a bad night, two. That's... Wow. What time do you wake up in the morning? Uh, whatever time the, the little bundle of joy wakes me up. <laughs> Probably. Uh, it's usually at 745, 8. Wow. You are blessed, bro. Yeah. What about you? What, what are your hours now? My hours now, my hours have been extended a bit with a brand new baby, but uh, she's she actually slept through the night last night. So I, I'm I'm usually, you know, I, I'm in bed 10, 10.30, and then I read for a little while, you know, before 11, usually. Um, okay. But I'm up at six, so uh, that's how, how it goes, bro. Yeah. Earlier, the other day it was 5.30. Without yeah. coffee right now, it's not. Uh, no, I mean, we've got a lot of people in the chat who wake up way earlier than yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, what are we talking about again? Oh, anxiety. Yes. And, <laughs> what steps, uh, like, okay, like at night, do you worry more at night? Yeah. So me personally, I don't worry anymore at nighttime, but there are times where uh, in my life I would go to bed and I would start to worry more because I know that the exact same thing is going to happen the next day. So that's it. I'm, I'm sitting there. I was laying there in bed. It's like, I have to go through that whole thing all over again tomorrow. And what if something else goes wrong? It's like, oh. so um, now it's a, it's a little, a lot better. I don't worry about too much at night. And I've, I've learned some of these steps that actually help with that um, is to pray. That, that's been the key one. I believe your, your wife said that is that she takes a, a place and just prays and gives it to God. So praying number one, Will help ease anxiety because you're talking to the one that we're just learning about is always there for us always listening won't let you stumble won't let you fall um but also you know talk to someone get in community yeah. you know, live life with people if you're able to that's why we were just talking about how important this sharing is because 
there's someone else out there that has been through the same thing that you are going through. Yes, we're all different, but some of us have very similar things that we are dealing with that someone may have gotten healed or they have a, an ease to their burden because of steps that they took. So it's important to hear. We don't have all the answers. We can push you in the guy that can then help with these answers, but other people have been through it and they've learned different tricks and tips to help in those situations. So let's, Man, let's, give, it, dude, let's like, give it to God, bro. You're like Dr. Phil, bro. Yeah. This is like all Dr. those uh, court documentaries I watch. and <laughs> Man, like Dr. Phil with credentials. Yeah, I just gotta get the mustache. I'm just playing if, if you are a big Dr. Phil fan out there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good stuff that people are saying right here. Uh, I guess Dr. Phil is not going to tune into our chat now that I said that. But um, I want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, Brian Kreitz is tuning in from Texas. I thought he was moving out here, you know. He's but uh, he's, he's still there. He says it's hotter than it is in Texas right now. Oh, here it is hotter apparently. Uh, Martha said something awesome. I love Martha. She said, understanding the difference between my feelings and the truth of God. Sometimes we can be so wrapped up in, in what we're going on and what we're feeling that like we just discredit what God is actually saying. I, I love that. Um, Jim Rushing says he sleeps at night. There you go. Um, Kreitz throws out uh, some, some love uh, saying like, I understand the feeling of uh, not being able to sleep, but Ed only wakes up like once. Um, usually a night, which is amazing. But uh, Jim also says they say crime goes up during a full moon. Odd, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris worries more at night. Diane says don't call it 2 a.m. if you can't sleep. Just for that. <laughs> yeah. And Milligan says what in the world is Dustin? What is a Dustin thinking? So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, Kreitz is moving back next week. And then the last thing I'll say is, oh no, two more things. Raquel, I think people may worry more at night because it's the only quiet moment they have access to and when it all comes crashing down on them. And that's the crazy part. Like when we get rid of the noise and the chaos and all of that, and when it's just us alone with our thoughts, like how unsettling that can be for mm -hmm. some people where you're faced with, uh, I don't have any distraction to to keep me you know entertained or whatever and then uh kreitz says he worries more at night during the day mostly because his mind runs every reruns everything throughout the day and then also apparently i said nothing happened nothing good happens after 9 p.m bro no <laughs> quote jeremy k is like you say these legendary comments that stick with people forever this is I remember that too. <laughs> the problem is I've never said that stuff. So I, I get quoted these legendary stuff I've never even said before. I love it. Uh, yeah. So. I, I got a question. You're, you're a very calm and cool guy. Um, that's, yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, you got that, uh, that mentality. It's one of the things I've learned from you is, is being able to let go of things uh, because you, you trust, so much and who god is has it been easy for you to get rid of some of the anxiety because i mean you were up on stage preaching god's word at a really young age and that that can be intimidating for some people like how did you get rid of that anxiety or stress that, that came with that um some of it i think is just like calling and and feeling like this is like this is when i come alive this is who i am it's my passion whatever it may be 
but I think um, a lot of it is I just don't take myself so seriously. <laughs> You know, like I, I feel like if you don't take yourself or if you take yourself too seriously, you're not taking God seriously enough. Mm. Um, that's just my two cents. I don't know. Like, I think they're just taking time to relax, slow down, enjoy um, just the moment and what you have. Uh, I'm not the best planner three weeks out, um, but I might be good for like, hey, this is what we're going to do today. Um, so sometimes that gets me into trouble, but you know, I, I think just trying to enjoy it. Like the other day I, I went surfing. It was like the first time I've been surfing since Etta was born and just taking the moment, just sitting in the water. There was like hardly any waves. It was terrible, but just sitting there and just like calm being just, re just relaxing and thanking God for it. So yeah. that's what I got, man. I don't, I don't know. No, that's super good. I, I get just be in the moment with God and let him, He's guiding you. That's the biggest thing. And that's one of the things we need to, to take away from our problems is that at any moment in the good and the bad, like God's there. So Yeah. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I did say this quote about nothing <laughs> happens after 9 p.m. Brian Kreitz is saying that when Polly G and he would roam Camarillo at night in the early days of Journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why they were roaming the streets of Camarillo, so... It's probably praying just on prayer. That's right. That's um, speaking of, of journeys, comings and goings, uh, that's our next section right here. You want to take it away, Dustin? Yeah, I got that. All right. Verses seven through eight. So the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. So this is the, the conclusion part of this psalm. Uh, God's protection is expanded to cover all harm, or in other translations, it says all evil. So he, he's all over this stuff. So God's a protector of his people. And that means for you and for I, it's our entire lives. Um, just like I said, he doesn't take time off. It's our entire lives. He's covering all of it. Uh, someone needs to hear that, that God is your protector. Uh, he's there to watch over you. He guards our whole lives from all evil, from all harm, from all sin. Uh, he protects and watches over you now and forever. Uh, no place, no time, no circumstance will be able to separate us from God's loving care. There's, there's nothing that you're going to experience in life that God cannot help conquer it and be a part of it. But here is the question, and, and Jeremy helped come up with this, and he said it so eloquently. Um, so the faithful travelers that's going on right now, they never suffered uh, from heat stroke or fell into the hands of bandits. Often things that happen in life of the traveler would not be his or her choice. What you are facing in life isn't always your choice of what's going to happen to you is pretty much what that's taking away from. Um, while the psalmist speaks of such overall protection, a traveler must understand that everything that is happening or coming into his or her life is under God's watchful care. Um, we are never outside of his purpose and his plan. So whatever is happening, I believe God has a direction that you're supposed to be moving in for that happening in your life. Um, the spirit of the psalm is to place trust in God. So that's what we were talking about earlier. It's like, how do we release these things? You get to know him and you put your trust in the God. Not only is he sticking with you, but he is able to then work in those situations. 
uh, we look upwards towards God instead of looking in the mirror at ourselves or trying to focus on all the things that could go wrong. We instead say, okay, God, what do we do now? Um, there we can rest confidently knowing that someone's right outside that room, that someone's right there, there for us, knowing that God's glory will prevail and that justice and righteousness will ultimately eventually rule. And I think that that mirrors what Raquel was saying earlier. It's like she hands it over knowing that God has a plan for her life. The things she had to deal with is a little more comfort knowing that someone can in turn use that for the glory of God. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I think that the, the idea that God, you know, these things happen in our lives and, and how we deal with that and how we work through that is what really matters. You know, I think, we hear the the complaint all the time, like, how could God allow this to happen? Or like, why doesn't God intervene? Like, when perhaps maybe we don't realize how often God has already intervened, and maybe he has protected us or, or provided uh, assurance during a difficult time or protected us from something that's so much worse. You know, I think that the, the point of this Psalm 121 is actually not to say that you won't endure difficulty or anxiety or hardship. I, I think it has more to do with, with trusting, with trusting in that the all-powerful ruler of the cosmos has this you know, personal concern for each of us. And that's crazy when you think about it. When you go to like a, you know, an airport or you go to a, a stadium and you, you see thousands of people around you, but then you, you begin to think about just this, this absolute unbelievable care that god specifically has for you i think it's tremendous and i, I think it shapes the way we understand ourselves and, and the way we see god too and also others that it, it's amazing how god is a source individual source of help and assurance that he is the one who keeps us stable in life by sleeplessly watching over our comings and goings by day by day and by night all full circle and, and when it comes to our anxiety. Now, we have these wonderful definitions that people have come up with earlier in the chat, but I think we need to rethink. I think we need to re-question maybe our, our thought patterns, uh, the way that we have thought about things, maybe the lies that we believe. I think we need to also challenge the fears and the negative thoughts because those things blind us. And then I think we need to look up to the mountains and realize like my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. What do you think about that, dude? And well, you, that is probably my favorite line that we've said tonight. It's the lies that we believe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you said that beautifully because anything can creep into our mind. Our, our mind is a very vulnerable object. Uh, we will continually second guess ourselves or actually try to find things that we can key in on that are affecting us. Uh, we can, we can always find negative. But what you're saying, don't believe the lies that we put in our head. God can conquer all these things. No, we don't want to face some of the things that will happen for us. But we have to remember who he is and just how in control he is. That I've seen so much goodness come out of some of the darkest situations because of him then using that person to help someone else. It's amazing. And, and only God would be able to see that. Like this one thing is going to happen because they're going to bless someone that's been in the same situation before. So many people deal with anxiety and it, it's a crippling fear. 
but the fact that we're able to learn about God and see in this chat how other people have grown from it and learned from it. And the thing is, uh, speaking on my behalf and then um, some of the people in the chat, it's been a gradual rise. Uh, a lot of people don't just say, okay, God, got it, trust you. It's like you, we continually learn more and more about his majesty. We learn more and more about who he is. And then it becomes easier for us to then release these thoughts and worries to him. So I encourage everyone tonight that's listening, just please get to know him more. And just, there's no hurt in trying to release some of these things right now that you've been carrying around with, to him and see what he can do with it. So then like, what, what's our takeaway tonight? That's a question I think we should ask in the chat. What's, what's your takeaway from this Psalm tonight and from our discussion tonight? Like when it comes to anxiety, what are, are we to do? What's our approach going to be now having read this, having gone through this? What, what are we going to do? What's our takeaway tonight from this? It's, I want to, my takeaway is to not get to that point of, you know, hyperventilating, being anxious and being nervous and scared of whatever is happening. I want to get to a place where if God's kind of evaluating my life, he is kind of that seismic reader for earthquakes where you see it start to go off the charts and, you know, panic, panic, panic. I want to now take away that before it starts going to that Richter scale, it's right before he said, oh, he's learned a little bit okay, he's put more trust in me and walked forward. So that's my takeaway is just try to learn from our past experiences and not get so far out there that uh, it gets tougher to walk past. Yeah, I've heard it says like um, when you mature in faith, it's, it's maybe less highs and less lows, but more even, even mm -hmm. failing. And um, where it's not that you don't experience highs and lows, but it's just like maybe you've learned to, anticipate or experience and respond instead of react to those um, because i think reacting to everything gets us in trouble as opposed mm. to hey, i'm going to respond with with uh with a faith with maturity with uh my mindset looking up to the mountains because that's where my help comes from it comes from from god the maker and creator anything good in the chat yeah oh, there's again we are still on Instagram. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, Jim has a, another good quote. He says, do yourself a favor as we are commanded to do. Trust in God and learn to give it to him. Boom, Jim. Great point. Um, and then Gina joined us tonight and she said, trust that God is going to take care of us no matter what. Amen to that. Sorry, it's getting dark out here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's dark earlier i had to turn on the light but you but you're not afraid because you know who's watching over you no um any other questions and thoughts uh we would totally um totally try and entertain some of these ideas uh as it relates to psalm 121 and maybe this idea of anxiety that's all we're really prepared for and allowed to talk about tonight right mm -hmm. yeah that's it, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, but um, did you talk about what Chris said? No, this is brand new. Elizabeth and Chris put some stuff right. in. We got to talk about that. Good. Um, this, and this is one of the things like why we, we share this chat. This is a moment right here, starting with Elizabeth. She said uh, she had a vivid dream of Jesus a few years ago uh, 
with some details to make your eyes water, but he lifted up her chin in that moment. And since then, her anxiety is finished. When I began to be stirred with anxiety, I recall and rest in his love. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. But that's huge for someone to, to hear. It's like at a moment of her vulnerability, the maker of heaven's earth is like, you know what? I got you. Lift up your head. Look at me. I got you. And we can move past that. And Chris said, keep one eye on heaven at all times and keeping our reverence toward God in all things. Yeah. We got I think, some int intelligent people here. <laughs> yeah, I think it was C.S. Lewis who, who was talking. It was C.S. Lewis um, who was talking about when we keep our focus on heaven and our heavenly focus. Uh, it, it may cause us to think like, oh, well, that person is like detached from reality and what's actually happening here and the problems of our world. But what's interesting is when when people who are more focused on heaven and the things of God, they're actually more effective in this world here and now in the middle amidst all of the, the chaos, confusion, difficulty, hardship and reality of life. They're actually more involved and more able to be effective when their their thoughts and minds are on on heaven so the only thing i'd add to his 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 uh, assertion here is keep both eyes hold keep both eyes on heaven you know nice but it's great yeah yeah that's what i got dude i know that was really good i appreciate you breaking this down this isn't a a, a super fun thing to talk about that anxiety, uh, anxiety. yeah so. yeah we've it, a lot of these like bummer things or, or like but it's life, right? Like we've yeah. talked about anger. We've talked about sadness. We've talked about anxiety here. I, I think you talked about joy and praise and all the, the, the little fluffy stuff. I like it. Though. That's right. I'm the happy one. I'm always smiling, right? That's me. That's <laughs> Go ahead. What were you saying before I cut you off? I don't know. Probably nothing good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, it's a, it, it's a, yeah, I remembered now. See, it was a, it's, these are the type of things that we need to cover as a church family. Uh, one of the ways that you can move past this anxiety is living life with people. And that's what we're here for. Um, if, if we're ever any assistance to anyone, let us know. Uh, we have scriptures that deal with anxiety and what to look for. I, I forgot one of them. I had it all set. I was finally going to cross-reference something. Is it the first um, Peter one? Yeah. This is, I'll, I'll share it right now from, it's from, uh, first Peter chapter five. This is big. Uh, give all your worries, anxieties as other translations and cares to God for he cares about you. I could have said that and been done with the whole talk. Yeah. We could have summed this up way earlier. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, Jim also did point out, um, unless you're a pirate with only one eye, you can only keep one eye on heaven. Um, I don't know anything about pirates, but yeah. Uh, and then April uh, said, sometimes when the anxiety stirs and you can't seem to get your focus, bring someone alongside you to pray mm -hmm. for you. It's okay to not be okay. And I love that quote right there. I love that, that statement right there where we don't have to pretend like we have everything together and yet we, we do. Uh, but that's the, the challenging part everyone wants to be someone else i think because we're afraid of being who we really are yeah. and showing that but there's no need to we are who god has created us to be yeah so yeah i like it 
Well, thank you guys. I think we should uh, sign off now.